You are listening to the Indie Game Development Podcast Show, sponsored by CurioSoft Kids Games and the letter E. Visit the Indie Game Development Podcast site at www.indiegamepod.com. Thanks again for listening to the show. This interview is inspired by a quick meetup at the Game Developers Conference. I'm at the uh, IGF main competition, and uh, with me here are a couple of special guests. How about you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Aria Harvey, and uh, this is Michael Samin, and uh, we're Tale of Tales. And what's the game about? Um, the Path is a game that's based on the fairy tale of Little Red Riding Hood, but with a very drastically altered sort of uh, environment. It's not the like child's fairy tale that one might think of it as. Uh, what inspired it? Uh, well, I'd say what's inspired it most is just our other two games. Um, our first game, which was called Eight, was uh, based on the fairy tale of Sleeping Beauty, so that, that's sort of continuing the trend of what we were doing before. But then we have an MMO called The Endless Forest, which we've learned a lot about like how we design games from that from that experience of running that game for the past three years. So um, I think that also it's a lot of other personal things that are that go into the the this particular one, since it's such a much more darker story and environment that we're trying to make. So. What did you learn about um, while you're designing that MMO and releasing it? Well, I think what we learned a lot about is that we don't have to do something like huge and epic. That and and so when we went into starting to design um, the path, um, we knew that we wanted to make something that was a small game. And so what we call this is a short horror game. So we're, it's all about this sort of concentrated um, in atmosphere and really trying to communicate the story, which is something else we learned through the Endless Forest, was that, that um, players are very good at sort of making, um, if you give the narrative elements in the environment of the, in the game world, that the players are really good at sort of making up their own story. It's like, and this is something that we started in, uh, in 8, but um, really sort of... Um, perfected in the Endless Forest. So now in the path we're taking these same sort of principles of, of really just making a really rich environment and dropping the player inside of it and, and not like force feeding a story. And, yeah. You mentioned it being a small horror uh, game. Um, exactly what, how, do, how did you design for that and what are the nuances of designing in that kind of genre compared to another one? I didn't hear the question. Uh, well, I think that um, we wanted to make something that was, okay, the first game we made I guess both of the two, first two games we made were, were much light, very light sort of fairy tale atmospheres, or in the case of the Endless Forest, it's like really, um, I mean, it's a nice game. It's about these beautiful things in the world and this fantasy environment. And we wanted to make a game that had a little bit of a harder edge. I mean, because Michael and I are both kind of kind of angsty. Uh, <laughs> no, we're, not, we're not like angry people, but we have a lot of other emotions, I think, and so there's like no games that sort of satisfied, at least not satisfied my desire for like um, a different kind of emotion to be expressed through games as a medium. So it's sort of coming from this desire of like trying to express something that we have, are not seeing expressed, I think. Yeah. So when you were designing and developing this game, what were some of the issues that you ran into? Whoa. I guess um, figuring out which parts we need to do ourselves and which we need help with, and because sometimes um, we, we we design things and think of things, and you know we have our own limitations, and we, and, and we think we're going to hire an expert to solve that problem for us, and that doesn't always work. So that was one of the big issues. For some things, it's okay. It really depends on the right people. We're not managers, so we're not going to tell people exactly what to do. 
they have to sort of feel it too. We want them to contribute their stuff to the game, like our animator, the, the music composer. We hardly tell them what to do. We give them some guidelines, and they come up with really beautiful things. So we've made a few mistakes there with hoping, for instance, for the, the modeling of the character. Uh, we really hope to find like some expert modeler, and they made beautiful things, but it was totally the wrong style. It expressed the wrong thing. So that's that's a very typical. So you pretty much look for people who can feel feel passionate about the project. Not just that. They also have to. Um, uh, just spontaneously want to do the kind of stuff that works with the game. So not, you know, we, we get approached by, um, for instance, composers, and they say, I can compose in any style, and we say, bye bye, we don't want any style, we want this specific thing for this game. So, so it's, yeah, it's kind of difficult. Do you folks play test your game as you're developing it? We haven't been developing it for very long, so um, no, we don't play test. I mean, this is the first play test moment we've really had since we started the project, um, and I'd say this is more ideal than any play test we could have put together because I mean, you can't grab this many anonymous people and stand them in front of it and you know get find out what they think. So I mean, we can't put that together. <laughs> you know, you can't. We couldn't afford to do it anyway. Have you learned anything from you know this whole? from people playing it at IGF. Um, is there anything that you're going to definitely change? Well, first of all, we learned that a lot of the mechanics we thought would be really controversial, like, you know, the fact that the way you play our game is you have to let go of control of the character. And we thought that there would be some negative reactions to that, but in, in, in fact, a lot of people think that it's really, really a great idea, a really good mechanic. The one thing that we don't do well is communicate it in an intuitive like make that into an intuitive decision for the player. And so we've learned that that's something we need to work on. But at the same time, we've learned that this is still a, this is a good idea, even though we thought it would be really risky that people accept it and like find it interesting. So um, there's a lot of things like that, and a lot, of, a lot of things having to do with communicating things with the player without text, because we don't use text in our games. So um, yeah, that's something that's important to really try out on a bunch of people, see what you're communicating. Sure. And what's in store next then for you guys? Um, Lots of work. <laughs> Finishing the path is the highest priority. But we're about to release another game next month probably. A very small game that has a certain similarity in terms of atmosphere, but very small. And it's kind of an experiment. With a so that that's probably the first thing that's that's going to be public. That's what we're calling it so far. We might change the title, but I think we'll. I like it. <laughs> yeah, short game called The Graveyard. That's the next thing you'll see. You know, have you learned anything, I guess, nuances of this genre that you're experimenting with and, um, you know, doing your games in? Because, you know, it's, it's a little different than most other casual games and indie games that I've seen. And I guess, like, what are the nuances of this, of just even developing in this, like, these types of games? Well, I'd say, first of all, that it's not exactly a casual game, obviously, I mean, because it's so... But, but the thing is that we do value casual gameplay, like that pick-up-and-play aspect, and that as also not making it too complicated for anyone to play. Um, even though this is a game that's meant for, like, older kids, like older teenagers and adults, um, we know that a lot of people don't want to, like, be good at a game, and we don't feel that they have to be good at it and learn some skill in order to play the game. We just want them to, like, get the most of, out of the narrative. So we call it, like, casual gameplay, but with, like, um, sort of um, grown-up content or, like, with mature content. But, you know, also, since we're, there's no, like, combat or, like, anything like that in the game, it's, like, we have a lot of fun with, like, um, finding 
ways of conveying lots of really gruesome things, but without like resorting to like all these sort of typical game mechanics, like you know hitting things over the head with swords and whatnot. It really is more about this sort of psychological story, this thing that's in your that's in your head, and like people imagine things that are a thousand times worse than we could ever show. So it's like so we play with that aspect of um, what you can do with interactivity. And is part of your goal to get a visceral feeling from the player? Yeah. Yeah. So part of that is just leaving a lot of stuff to their imagination, or is it something else? Yeah, well, I think it's important that um, that yeah, a work of art in general um, is about you as a player. So it's not our story that we're pushing onto them. We and that's why we want to leave things open enough so that people can really interpret things, so that they make sense for their own lives. Maybe learn something or maybe be confused about something, but it's about them. It, and, and we really want to take the challenge of interactivity to enhance that. I mean, poetry, literature, painting, they all already do that, but we think games of interactive things in general can go a lot further because, you know, you can do things. You can ver be very active with that. Uh, what suggestions do you have for independent game developers who are trying to um, do a kind of different type of thing as you guys are doing? Yeah, make, make something and make what you want to make. I mean, don't make what you think you should make, but make what you want to make, you know, make what's inside you and, and have other people play it. I mean, but don't, that doesn't mean don't care about the person playing. I mean, it is a conversation, you know, a game is a conversation. And so, I mean, think of it that way and just try things out and don't be afraid of it. Have the courage to, to make what you believe you should be making. Thank you very much. You're welcome.